Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lincoln Journal Stars Life in the Red podcast. As usual, Luke Mullen, Amy Just here uh, with the first episode of uh, 2024, New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, to all you viewers, listeners out there. And to get it started, you recently wrote a, a really nice column, a lot of predictions for 2024. Check it out. But I want to hear one, just give me one. There were a lot in there. Just give me one that you think you have a high degree of confidence is going to happen. Oh, man. Of I, your many predictions. Oh, my goodness. Um, put me on the spot here. <laughs> this isn't in the script. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, a women's basketball team making the NCAA tournament and softball hosting a regional. Okay. I like I like both of those a lot. You know what what jumped out to me was eight and four. <laughs> I know. Eight and four. I know. I got so <laughs> many emails about that. They're like, you miss doomsday predicting eight and right. four. Yeah. Okay. It's January first. Uh, for the record, I was right with my record prediction from last year. Yeah. And right about John Rahm winning the Masters. I should have bet on that. Um, even though I explicitly tell people, do not bet on This is not, this my is not financial advice. Not financial <laughs> advice. For the love of God, not financial advice. Um, but yeah, I just, I was looking at the schedule and I like a lot of the pieces that are coming back. There are... A lot of veteran guys that are coming back. I'm really excited about some of the freshmen that are become going to come in and potentially, you know, make their bid to be a starter, a key role player. I like the freshmen from last year and the development that they showed, and I can't wait to see what another camp, what another off season can do for those guys. Um, and then the schedule early on is pretty easy as it stands yep. right now on the first of January. Huge disclaimer there, but. That also just based on the schedule just kind of feels like the floor. I Certainly. Think. Yeah. And with you look at what Matt Rule has done in other places in year two, like that feels like the floor. But then who knows what's gonna happen, you know, eight months from now. But yeah. Just, it was a little bold, I know. Just seeing the the win total, you know, I was like, oh my gosh. But then I was like, ah. You know, wait a second. She might she might be onto something here. So I hope so. I'll I'll I make would like I'll make a prediction. Okay. That they'll make a bowl game. I mean, that's a topic of of contention for the last few years. So I'll put it out there. They'll make a bowl game. Well, you thought that this year too. Yeah, I know, and I was wrong. <laughs> so, I, uh, for the record, was the only one yeah. who said that they weren't going to, and I caught a lot of heat for that. And guess what? I was right. So sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. So. <laughs> so certainly, make sure to to look at all the predictions that Amy made, and we can we'll cycle back to it in a year and <laughs> see how. Uh, Correct or incorrect you were. I had a lot of, so I did this last year too, and I did, I had some good ones, and I had some just complete misses, and then some that were like kind of in the middle of the road, like, yeah, I predicted that Jeff Sims was going to start, but I also had, I think I predicted that he was going to throw for like 300 yards in the season opener, which 
didn't happen. So. I don't think they didn't hit 200 in a single game. Uh, they so. did not. Yeah, they did not. So, but no, yeah, there were there were some very accurate. There were some accurate ones in there though. So yes. credit credit where credit's due. So and then some wild ones. Yeah. But that's that's what happens when you know you're just kind of throwing things at the dartboard um, and doing as much research as you can, but knowing that some of this stuff is you know 10, 11 months away. And so many things can happen Absolutely. between now and then. So. Yeah, but fun, fun to to go over at this time of the year, of course. But I want to get into some of our recent news, recent updates, as we always like to. And it's kind of interesting, you know. We'll get to some basketball updates here in a moment, but we're talking, we're still talking a lot, a lot of the same things: transfers, off season. I mean, this is such a big part of college athletics right now. And the big off season news this week was, of course, for the volleyball team. Um, transfer portal movement both ways. We'd already talked about Hayden Kubik, Caroline Jervicious um, entering the portal. And worth noting, Jervicious uh, officially transferring to Penn State. So Nebraska going to see a, a lot of her perhaps in the conference. Yeah, that one doesn't surprise me. It's where her dad went. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, top top level player, top mm-hmm. level program. Yeah. Seems like it's going to be a good fit for them. So yeah, she's going to be really good. No matter where she ended up, she was going to be really good. Um still kind of mind-blowing that she redshirted this past year because yeah. they could have used her easily, especially after Lindsey Crosby went down. But Yeah, so we will, we'll see how Jervicious, how her career uh, continues there at Penn State. But another Husker deciding to enter the portal this week, uh, two-sport athlete Maggie Mendelson. Uh, but worth noting here is that her scholarship was counting against the women's basketball team, not the volleyball team. Um, so that's, you know, that that's just a note for the scholarship numbers. But still, I mean, a, a player who has contributed to this team quite a lot the last two years. Yeah. And it gives me concerns about the depth at the middle position, because as of right now, they only have two. Yeah. Um, Andy Jackson and Becca Alec. So they're going to need to find another one. Um, they have all of the outside hitters they could ever want. Um, including another one, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, they have a lot of defensive specialists slash liberos, but they are really short on middles and super short on right side hitters. Yeah, and certainly we alluded to it, but this was major, major news. And I'm going to give myself a little credit here, not too much credit, but I had I posed the question. I was like, hey, Nebraska got Merritt Beeson last offseason, like, is John Cook, is he going to go after transfer? And you were kind of like, ah, roster numbers. I don't know. <laughs> well, that is still, still valid. valid reasoning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but when, when a player like Taylor Landfair, who has been all Big Ten three seasons, All-American, first team All-American two seasons ago when she won Big Ten Player of the Year, when she enters the transfer portal, I don't care what your roster numbers look like. You just you try to go get her and see what happens. And she committed to Nebraska. Absolutely, I think it's a it's a national championship quality player going to a school that's competing for a national title. So yeah, makes a ton of sense. Um, as you mentioned, Taylor Landfair, all Big Ten hitter uh, these last couple of years, and particularly you look at her twenty twenty two season um, had about five hundred total kills, was an All American that year. And came back this year and, you know, obviously if Brent was here, he'd, he'd have a more detailed scouting report. But sounds like she had to be more of a all-rotation player, maybe a little bit less the offensive focus. So I think, you know, 
for her coming to Nebraska, I mean, this is going to be an opportunity to be a dominant hitter, you know, swing away. It, it just seems like a great fit for her skills and this offense that, of course, Nebraska runs at such a high level. Oh, yeah. She will fit in quite nicely. Anytime that John Cook um, has previewed uh, games or matches against Minnesota over the past few years, he has nothing but incredibly positive things to say about the talent that she brings, how hard she is to defend, um, how she's just been, you know, the the straw that uh, stirs the drink for Minnesota the past several years. And now he gets to coach her. Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting too because you look at that tournament run, and obviously late late on, you know, in these matches, you know, Merritt Beeson so reliable, they were relying on her all season. You know, Harper Murray, Ali Batenhorst, and it's like now you add Landfair into that like end of match situation. You know, who are you setting it to? You know, you got Beeson, Landfair, Murray. You know, whoever's out there on the court, like Nebraska's going to have so many talented hitters who are so good at getting those valuable kills. Yeah, I am really interested to see what they do there because the um, the outside hitters, not opposite. That's Merritt. Merritt's an opposite, the only opposite currently. You have Harper Murray. You have Lindsey Krause, who um, still sounds like they're working on trying to get her a medical a red shirt for everything that happened this year between the car accident and her ankle injury. And then you have Allie Batenhorst. And then you have incoming freshman Skylar Pierce. Like, you have so many. And now you have Taylor. Like, I wonder if they'll move Lindsey Krause back to opposite. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just wondering what they're going to do because how are you going to get all of them on the court? Because they're all very, very good. And I just have, what a great problem to have for them. But yeah, um, are you going to figure out if one of them needs to be a middle? Do you go get another? I, there are still so many questions. Um, But thankfully they don't have to be answered right now. But I would like them to be because my emails are very full of people (laughs) wondering what the heck is going on. And I also am wondering what's going on. Yeah, well, they're they're going to get creative both in terms of position that these that these players end up in the rotations during the year. Um, so that that much is very clear. But I think it's just uh, it's a good sign for this volleyball program losing obviously a couple really really talented players, and then you go and get somebody of Landfair's quality. I mean, it's a, a tremendous boost, of course, uh, to the on court stuff. And in terms of you know the the veteran aspect of this team too. I mean, they're they're going to be so aligned on that goal. Not that they weren't already, but it's like you add another player with kind of that championship mentality, and I think it's it's going to be a good fit for this team. Yeah, absolutely. I just wonder, when is the other shoe going to drop? Because as it stands right now, they're one scholarship over. So I don't know if they're going to supplement with NIL, if somebody else is going to leave, the transfer portal window is closed. Um, but um, compliance had uh, forty eight has forty eight hours from when the portal closes to file paperwork. So there, you know, could be some stragglers, um, but maybe not. So I have no clue what's going to happen with the roster management system because um, Nebraska is usually pretty quiet about that. They don't like to talk about that they keep it pretty internal but yeah i am 
very interested. Yeah. And is this is this just like football where they can there's a, a window in the spring for volleyball? Is that the case for volleyball I too? I think so. Yeah. They keep changing all of the transfer portal <laughs> yeah. rules. So it's I'm, true. It's I'm true. having a yeah. hard time keeping up with it. But um yes, yes they do because Kayla Caffey transferred. Yep. Yeah. Yes, okay. they have one in the summer or spring summer practice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's the roster management is not over. Yeah, I we'll will see. say that. We'll see when this gets resolved. But Amy doing an awesome job tracking uh, all those transfers in the last week. So that is the volleyball update. Uh, we'll get on to, to some football transfer activity here in a moment. But the end season action, women's basketball and men's basketball teams, um, they had a little bit of a break, some days off. But uh, some recent results to recap you on, catch up on uh, the women's basketball team. Uh, this game was about a week and a half ago. It's a little bit older news, but five-game winning streak snapped in a 69-52 loss to Kansas. Uh, just didn't shoot the ball very well in that one. Pretty poor shot selection overall, but big response in the Big Ten home opener from Nebraska. 87-81 victory over Maryland. And it, it, it seems like every episode we're talking about, oh, Natalie Potts, she had another great week. and <laughs> She did it again. She yeah. was phenomenal. Um 17 points, 13 rebounds, her vision um, for just going and attacking the glass. She had seven offensive rebounds. It was insane watching her work. Um, I just, she has been such a dominant force for them. And you don't expect freshmen to be this integral this early, but man, she was incredibly impressive and just continues to show um, the reason why Amy Williams was so high on her to begin with. Um, but it wasn't just her. Alexis Markowski had yet another double-double, and so did Jazz Shelley with 11 uh, assists. So um, I was very surprised that they won that game. I thought it would be close, uh, but they did such a great job on defense um, and getting offensive rebounds and creating extra possessions I just, I didn't know how that was going to go because Maryland's pretty talented. Um, they've got a lot of really good players, um, including one Cheyenne Sellers, who Nebraska limited to one of seven. So, and had her foul out. I think three Maryland players fouled out. So, incredible job. Yeah, excellent win. And with Potts too, you know, it's it's one thing if your own coach is, you know, is giving you praise, but when opposing coaches come in and say, man, she impacted the game, like, that's that's really high praise for her. And also, I thought the guards just shot the ball a lot better against Maryland than they did against Kansas as mm -hmm. well. So that was uh, another key improvement there. And it's a it's a good time to pick up a big win. Um, Nebraska, they will be on the road at Wisconsin Thursday night. And then big game coming up at home. Nebraska hosting number 14, Indiana, 1 p.m. on Sunday. And big crowd expected to be in attendance. Jordan Hooper having her jersey retired. Yeah, I was on the phone with Jordan for two hours oh, yesterday. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> um, like 90 minutes of it was just talking about random stuff that's not going to make yep. the story. But man, I'm excited uh, for that one. Yeah, great moment for her. One of the legends. So oh, she is yeah. so excited. I can, I can tell you that much. Yeah. So looking forward to that ceremony. Great moment for her. And for that crowd here, Wednesday or Sunday, sorry, 1 p.m. again, uh, that game against Indiana. And as for the men's basketball team, uh, concluded their non-conference slate. And I think you could say it's a it's a job well done because this non-conference schedule only lost came to Creighton. They 
took care of business, all the rest of those non-conference games. Yeah, some of them were a little ugly, but they got it done, uh, including North Dakota. Um, yeah. That was, I, I watched it from afar, and whew, it, that was ugly, but they, they pulled it out. Yeah, it looked it looked really bad uh, for most of the game. Huskers were down 10, 10 points at halftime, rallied in the second half uh, to come back for that 83-75 win, and then followed up 91-62 win over South Carolina State. That game probably went, as expected, a little bit mm-hmm. overpowered uh, opponent in that game. But really notable was kind of how the front court stepped up, rink mask out of both those two games, uh, underwent a minor knee surgery, and head coach Fred Hoiberg saying, game time decision against Indiana. Yeah, and that game is, as we record, is tonight. Yep. So, you know, depending on when you listen to this, we will have some clarity on that. Um I talked to him the other day. He has high hopes. He looks like an assistant coach out there. Um, It's really (laughs) funny. Um, He has high hopes, um, selfishly, because, you know, his family is here from the Netherlands, and he wants to play in front of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hope that that works out for him. But The Tomanagas are here, too. (laughs) They will be here tonight. So it should be be a little fun. Absolutely. But I I, I thought Josiah Alec and Juwan Gary, fantastic, both those games, playing extended minutes. Uh, rebounded, doing the hard work. I mean, no drop off in play from either of those guys. So well done to them. And Nebraska now 11 and 2, 1 and 1 in Big Ten play, again, playing Indiana, and then will travel uh, to Wisconsin later this week. So potential for some uh, some big wins there for the men's team as well. Yeah. And it would be, it sounds like Nebraska is like a four ish point favorite uh, tonight against Indiana, which surprised me. Yeah. Wow. Um, I haven't looked ahead to Wisconsin, but if they could get, one or both of these, it will be huge because guess who comes after? Purdue. Yeah, there's a, a pretty tough, pretty tough stretch coming up yep. for this team. So those are your basketball updates. And on to, as usual, closing things out with football. Transfer portal still in full swing. Um, and got to talk about this quarterback situation right now. Jeff Sims entered the portal a couple weeks ago, uh, but Chubba Purdy departing right after signing day. And that means the... Scholarship options still on the roster right now. Heinrich Harburg, incoming freshman Dylan Rayola, and Danny Kalen, uh, provided, you know, Chaba doesn't back out of the portal. I mean, kind of a, a tough, tough spot for this team to be in. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they go get a portal guy, uh, maybe a, a guy from who's excelled at the FCS level mm-hmm. or um, group of five type of stuff. They need a veteran in that room, um, whether... Chubba pulls out of the portal. I haven't heard anything either way about what he's going to do as of this recording, but um, they just, they need somebody else. Um, they just, they need somebody else. Yeah. And I, I get it totally from even Chubba's if he's not going to play. Too. Yeah. Even yeah. if he's not going to play, they, 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 they need somebody else. Yeah. Certainly we saw how the depth could be tested last year. And, you know, in terms of Purdy's decision too, you know, is, it was a tough one because, you know, I'm sure he had that path towards being the starter, right? But at the same time, it's like, it's easy to consider, like, is would he always have been looking over his shoulder at Rayola as opposed to, you know, going somewhere else where you can be that impact transfer, you know, locked in. So I'll be interested to see where he does land up, you know, the the schools that are 
most interested in him, but you kind of under understand that decision from him, certainly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I know that they changed the rules again for transfers, but he did graduate. So under the old rules, he yeah. would be eligible immediately. Too. Yep. Immediate eligibility, that helps a lot. But uh, in terms of other transfer portal activity, one other recent departure, linebacker Randolph Kapai, uh, former top recruit out of South Dakota, didn't play in a game during his three seasons with the team. Uh, he has entered the portal, so wish him the best in finding his new new college. But in terms of Nebraska's activity, really focused on potentially bringing in some players uh, this week. This is January 3rd to 7th. This is a window uh, for players to visit campus. And just one transfer portal scholarship edition so far, cornerback Bly Hill coming from the FCS level. So uh, expecting a little bit more activity on campus this weekend. Um, in terms of offensive skill positions, this is uh, something we talked about a lot. They need they need an upgrade at these spots. So yes, they do. So yes, they do. First up on that list is running back. Uh, the visitor that Nebraska is coming in, Dante Dowdle. Uh, he's an Oregon transfer. Three years of eligibility left. Uh, played a little bit this year. Averaged five point three yards per carry. Uh, just seventeen attempts across six games. But former top recruit. Uh, potential to add to this running back room that has some pieces coming back, but guys coming back off injury and and maybe not the depth that has always been there at that spot. Yeah, I mean, the more the merrier in that room, I think. Yeah. Um, if you read my, my preseason prediction column, I'm very high on Gabe Irvin making a complete comeback, but you never know. Yeah, I agree. I think Irvin, he's, he, he certainly can be that dominant guy in the room, but I think this staff is very realistic that mm-hmm. that position gets dinged up over the course of a year. You got to have three, you got to have at least three guys who are going to be able to step in and, and fulfill that role. So. Yeah. Emphasis on at least three. <laughs> yeah. If not more. Yeah. Cause we saw, you know, Emmett Johnson do really, really well um, when he was called upon, um, you know, make some mistakes too, of course. But uh, yeah, I just, I think they need a little bit more there. Yeah, so Dowdle, uh, potentially one of those names Nebraska's looking at. But the other spot, wide receiver, uh, major, major need. And a, a name off the board today, uh, Ohio State transfer Julian Fleming had visited campus several weeks ago as we record this, but he's officially headed to Penn State instead. So Nebraska looking at a couple different options. Uh, one of them, Wake Forest transfer Jamal Bakes. Uh, been a starter there at Wake Forest last two years. 6'4", 205. Uh, two years of eligibility remaining, very dependable, caught 59 passes last season. And I like for him a lot. I mean, he would be that guy that could come in physical on the outside, be that big target that uh, these quarterbacks can look to. Yeah. I mean, as we've talked about, they need receivers, um, veteran receivers. I like the young group that they have. um, And then especially when you lose uh, Marcus Washington, who's not coming back. Yep, certainly. And, also fitting the bill, I think, kind of is a, a player who could play it on the outside. The other wide receiver Nebraska is looking to host this weekend, Isaiah Nayer, uh, former Texas and Wyoming wide receiver. Kind of an interesting journey uh, he's had to get to this point. Had a really, really big 2021 season with Wyoming. Transferred to Texas, tore his ACL, and that recovery, uh, you know, kept him out entirety of 2022, bled into 2023 as well. So, at least one year left to play, potentially two if he uh, explored a medical waiver, but similar size, 6'3", 215, good speed as well, you know, for for a guy of that size. And I think um, as well with Banks, it's just that case of a guy who's 
put up big numbers and can come in and, and, and be dependable there on the outside. Yeah, yeah. You always wonder about ACLs. Um, sure. And obviously that's a question mark, but if he could, wherever he goes, right, uh, replicate what he did at Wyoming, um, I think he could be a good fit for any team anywhere looking for a veteran guy who's been around, hasn't necessarily played a whole lot lately, but has been through the ropes and knows and the young guys could learn from that. Yeah. And especially what I'll be interested to see is, yes, they've got these three guys that they want to bring on onto campus for visits, but do they have the space, you know, to take all of them? Probably not. But again, this stuff is still so up in the air. Um, I think certainly if we had to prioritize one, I would say get that wide receiver. That's what I would say. I would say get a quarterback <laughs> well, and then get enough. a wide receiver. But yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So that is uh, the important thing to watch, these players visiting uh, potentially this weekend here in Lincoln. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned for any updates that we have. Uh, journalstar.com uh, for everything football, volleyball, and of course the basketball teams in action. Big games this week, but that'll do it for this week's episode of Life in the Red. As always, thanks to all of you listeners and viewers for sticking with us into 2024, and we'll see you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.